And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> we're back from a road trip Ooh. to gold country. Yep. Both feeling a little tight. Been in the car. I mean, it, what, it was like 12 hours round trip. Round trip. We made a million stops, but then on the way back, you just kind of white knuckle it for the last four hours. Mm-hmm. And you wind up getting tight. Inching through Bakersfield. Inching through bumper to bumper. Bumper to bumper in Baker. Baker bumper. And, uh, but, wow. That, I mean, let's just give a quick overview. It was one day up. Mm-hmm. Hitting, grifting, r- road grifts, grifting and thrifting, and then, boom, we hit gold country. Mm-hmm. Now we're using a 1849 gold mining town as our base of operations. <laughs> yep. And Megan's taking me around the Sierra Nevada, what is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Motherlode, Palmy County, gold country, you know. Tell you, Monet. Palumine. Palumine. What's the name of that town? Palumine. We were there 80 times on the map. Palumule. Pamule. Perlock. Pamule. Tuolumne? There you go. <laughs> Tuolumne. Tuolumne uh, County. Yeah, we're up there. They pulled $150 million worth of gold out of there back mm-hmm. in the 1840s. It was a greed happening, the gold rush. Mm-hmm. And look at us, instead of having a mine and pickaxe and shovel and water blast and dynamite blast, mm-hmm. all we got to do is check Coinbase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Columbia, California, former population of, what was it? 6,000. No, but the, remember we were reading the guidebook, and it was like at the height, it was like twenty-five to 30,000 people moved know. there within two years after they found, well, by they, I mean, about after a white guy said there was gold there. Meanwhile, the Mexicans were mining it. Yep, companies start coming in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, gorgeous little mining town. Mm-hmm. We Perfectly preserved. Lots of fun. Incredible. We were the only people there. Yeah, we had the entire... It's basically a hotel and a mining town. Mm-hmm. We had it entirely to ourselves. Yeah. Like Elvis renting out an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Or Michael Jackson renting out when he had his own amusement park. Is that, I mean, it was as diva on a budget popping off right there, dude. $55 a night to have your own fucking gold mining town? That you can just walk around and just, you know. You were, you were You were token on the pipe. We were sitting by a big rock. I mean, they have these rocks that they pull up out of the ground, and then they blast all the gold out of them. So it's like these giant prehistoric rocks all just sitting there. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur and, uh, shit, man. Dinosaur shit. And then, yeah, you just walk around. It's clean mountain air. But then we're using that as a base to hit all the stuff, thrifting and grifting over there. Mm-hmm. Then Megan took me to see her grandpa's cabin. Mm-hmm. And... uh you wouldn't know it if you listened to all these grift horses, but it was a it was a bit idyllic. Well, I mean, uh, it's an idyllic environment. There you go. Let's say. There you go. You know, I would I would I would describe the cabin as humble. Humble, but it was like it was cool as shit. Yeah. And uh, that being said, I mean, he doesn't own it anymore, so we just idled outside of it in the car. Right. <laughs> Looking yeah. at the Honda CRV of whoever the fuck owns it now. We're just crazy on that. It was pretty good. 
But that went around the corner. What'd you see, Howie? Fudges made. <clears throat> around the corner. Uh, around the corner from there. Family oh, of deer. deer. Family right. of deer. Family of deer. I'll put some of the pictures up. He on pulls the, the phone out. Snap, snap, snap. I can hear the snaps. Snap, snap, snap. Pull up. We get even closer. They're not scared of people. Snap, snap, snap. Snap, snap, snap. Drift deer. <laughs> well, yeah, we took down. I mean, there's old cars up there. I took lots of pictures. Mm-hmm. So I put them up. And then, of course, the way, you know, the next day we had home and just pounded it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just took care. Of, we sorted out that whole area. Madeira. Mm, there was other Merce- ones. Madeira. Merced. Merced. Chowchilla. Chowchilla. I mean, we were just oh, like up and down, up and down, dude. And yeah, then we came home with like massive scores. Megan got all the shirts. I got all the discs. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, but hey, man, you know if you're if you find yourself hitting a little bit of a wall with this uh, flip for bit or just flip for flip, you know what I mean? What is what? If you're finding yourself hitting a little bit of a wall trying to find merch, just expand your horizons a little bit, dude. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Go to Central California and oh, buy move. T-shirts for oh, yeah, thirty-three yeah. cents Take that you can trip. sell for thirty dollars on Depop. That's I, what I'm saying. I love that. I mean, we could do that in all directions too. We really can, yeah. Google for me some uh, Orange County. Google for me some South of Orange County, Tony Hawk Link One Eighty Two area. <laughs> Give me that. What's going on down there? But we also we tried out some new grips. Okay, and by we, I mean me, primarily. Oh, in the Walmart. Yep, we did some Walmart arbitrage. Thanks to our listener who sent in that letter. Well, sent in the letter about the Pokemon cereal dropping, right? We had a little bit of confusion with the day. Turns out the Pokemon cereal dropped today, not two days ago, and we were looking for it. But still, being in the Walmart reminded me of, you know, watching my talks. Watching my watching my bedtime talks, people are always on there talking about how uh, shit in the Walmart clearance section a lot of times is even cheaper than it actually says that it is if you scan it with the Walmart app, right? Right. We're in this, you know, godless Walmart. We gotta tell them about the Walmart. First surrounded of all. by mountain people. Yeah, you. Why don't you tell them about the people I mean, in the Walmart? It was. I mean, I wouldn't say it was half and half, but it was forty percent or more unmasked. Mm-hmm. Just families coming in. Wantonly unmasked. Like, yeah. fucking come at me, bro, unmasked. Yes. And none of them looked like, let's say, uh, Vaccinated people. They didn't look vaccinated. <laughs> they didn't look like buttoned-up professionals. No. They looked, um... They didn't look like essential workers. They didn't look like healthcare workers. And they sure as shit won over 65. They looked like carnival workers who are NASCAR fans. <laughs> Let's call it like it is. And so they're in there, and it's just full defiance. I mean, I don't think they've worn a mask at any point during this whole pandemic. Mm-mm. And, uh, well, you try to stay away from them. But as they're hovering around in the clothing section, Megan's hard at work. She's got the Walmart app. She's scanning shirts. And uh, gold was found. Gold was found. I mean, it turns out, you know, most, I mean, a lot of the stuff I see on TikTok, I take with a grain of salt. I think most people on there are full of shit. Not me. I really, I use it as a spiritual and motivational guidance 
Go ahead. <laughs> no, I know. Half of it's bullshit. Well, I mean, ha- like, half of the grift-related stuff is full of shit. Oh, for and we've sure. already they, discussed this. They leave out the details. They yeah. absolutely 100% leave out the details. But, yeah, when I was... We were in the Walmart, and I was like, let's see if some of this stuff's cheaper than it says. I see a, a clearance t-shirt section where it says everything's, like, I don't know, like, $7. I start scanning. I find some yellow, some shirts <laughs> promoting the Paramount Television uh, exclusive... Yellowstone, Yellowstone, starring Kevin Costner, which you've probably never heard of because you've read a book. But because I follow the charts, that show is way more popular than anyone who doesn't watch it would know. Right. A bit, huge. Yeah, apparently it is. And I found some Yellowstone shirts. Check out the purchase history. People are buying this shit. Said they were $7. Scan them. They're 50 cents each. Look at that, gang. $7 on the tag, you wouldn't know. You go, I don't want this for 7 bucks. No. Nope. No, it's really 50 cents. Mm-hmm. And so Megan got that. And then I said to her, now you're addicted to that uh, Walmart. She's like, no, nah, not really. I don't like going into Walmart. They're horrible. They kill everybody. And, and I then, said and they wouldn't let women true. be managers. There was a class action lawsuit. Right. I mean, they've destroyed small business in America. Right, they've destroyed it, small town America. Right, but in my mind, I go, I know the master. She just scored with that on her first try. There's no way she's not touching it again. And the very next day, what did we do? We went in a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. You know, well, yeah, like, because there was something you said while we were leaving the Walmart that fucking blew my mind, where it's just like, you told me, you're the only person who made money going into Walmart today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. I mean, think I didn't about either, it. either. Like you, when you were downloading the app, I was like, oh yeah, I heard that. I was there at that grift horse. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nah, I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I mean, making that discovery was, but it was a beautiful thing and a terrible thing because it's like, okay, it works, but then the bad part is, in order to keep doing it, I got to go back to fucking Walmart. Right. Which is a nightmare in hell. But you may, that might be, wind up paying off. You may, like, uncover other grips in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're there the day the Pokemon drops and something <laughs> exciting happens. So that was the first, that was the first new grift we discovered. Second new grift we discovered, dumpsters. Okay. You discovered that. I, I, and I said, I said, I just said, when I say we, I mean me. Yep. Okay. Dumpsters. All right. Another thing that I've seen on the talk. I mean, it's crazy how the algo knows what you want to watch, man. Even I don't. I've never even liked anything on. It. I don't put a heart on anything. I don't yeah, follow I don't, anything. I just let it drive, but it just, still knows me. Because it's because it knows what you're looking at. It knows me, and it knows I want to see people digging around in dumpsters outside that would of have an been Ulta. The 50th detail I would have given on this trip. What? The, the, the dumpster just, thing. At one point, you looked in that dumpster thing. <laughs> Well, because I saw, you know, people talk about dumpster diving on TikTok, and I tried to go around, you know, I went around the area, I went to Burbank, I went outside the town a little bit to try and see. They lock up all their dumpsters in the L.A. County area, okay? All the dumpsters are locked. So what do we do as soon as we're, as soon as we're in, uh, where were we in? That was over by, yeah, that was by... That was by Santa Clarita. Is that what it was? We were in Santa Clarita. As soon as we get to Santa Clarita... We're driving down the street. I see an Ulta out of the side of my eye. I swing across the lane. Give me a second here, Hallie. I gotta, I gotta see what's off roaded. I gotta try. I gotta try something. We go to the edge of the parking lot. The dumpster's unlocked. Excellent. Open the dumpster. 
sure as shit, dude. It was filled with toys. I mean, because it was like also a dumpster for an entire shopping complex. Filled with toys. It was filled with uh, cups, like like coffee cup. Like what was it? It was like one of those like there travel coffee cups. Yeah. Yeah, but there was perfectly sellable stuff. Because the thing is, when people return stuff, then instead of actually donating it or doing anything with it, corporations just literally throw it in the fucking garbage, throw it in the dumpster like it's trash, right? Why are you doing the winding because up thing? Because it's the 50th detail on this trip, and we're getting like a. We're getting a play-by-play. Play. We went in, there was a dumpster, it was filled with some crap, you pulled out one thing, and then we didn't do that again. Like, we went to a million thrift stores, we did a million gold mining things. Every thrift store we went to, we had to exchange money for things. This is one instance in which no money was exchanged, and things were procured. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's all I'm saying. Okay? All right. If you find a shopping, if you find it, if you're, if you're by a mall, if you're by a big shopping complex, do not roll your eyes at me. And they don't lock up the dumpster, look in it. You might find something cool. That's all. Okay, go. Now what do you want to talk about? I mean, on I, this episode of Grift, Grift Horse. Horse. All right. <laughs> you go. All right. Let's well, go, I mean, Howie. What's me, up? First of all, we got to do an episode of the show besides uh, just, you know, hey, then we drove and I saw a nickel on the ground. I didn't have to exchange money for it. I put it in my pocket. That's a grift you should look out for. We got to bring the heat. Bring the heat, then. So we had this whole hotel to ourselves. Megan didn't mention that it was haunted. I had to read that on my own. I think if I tell him that, he won't go or something like that. <laughs> but at some point, we start walking around in the gold town and, and in the old gold mining town. Most of it's shut down. It's cold up there. Mm-hmm. I got eight jackets on. But there's this one store at the end of it where this woman has like her own little grocery store, kind of upscale, little frou-frou. Mm-hmm. Well, we go over there to buy some stuff, and uh, she starts giving us her, like, rundown of why she opened that shop. She wanted to keep the street, like, a living place and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's daintily telling us all the history of her store and everything like that. And then there's a sourdough bread for sale. So she's like, well, you know, I can make you this sourdough bread. I can give it to you hot out of the oven. Or, you know, uh, I can give you one of these, and you can cut it into slices. Megan's just like, no, we're going to grip it and rip it. <laughs> and that woman's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a slice, man. We got, because, you know, I told you about the sourdough. It was just such a clash of cultures. Her with her dainty little shelves and stuff, trying to present us her artisanal bread. She's just like, no, nah, we're going to grip it and rip it. Nah, man, fuck, so slices are for fucking she wants losers, to, dude. It we're didn't even start off like, no, we're just going to tear it off and dip it in some sauce and... You know, then by the time, you know, the end of it, we're going to just grip it, grip it. <laughs> it was just straight off, shuts the lady down. I mean, isn't that what we did the entire time, though, dude? Grip right. it and rip it? You we know, we did, I'm it. just talking about your interface with the lady. Right, 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 right. 
Yeah, but I mean, that's I, but that's that's what the entire journey was, dude. We pull up to a store, we walk in the door. If I see the DVDs before you, I just point at them. Howie over there. She sends me over there. You go to the DVD section. I start flipping through the shirts. That's a good detail right there. I mean, we have a complimentary uh, flip stop. It's we're not going for the same shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'll go get the discs. She can look through the shirts mm-hmm. and uh, whatever else we grab. But that's a good thing to know, too. You don't want to go with somebody who's trying to get the same shit, I guess. Yeah, exactly, man. I think that's that's why we work so well together is we that do. there's no competitive nature, really. Right. She goes, here, get this, get that. Here, take this without paying. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was great. I mean, the, the part I like is just like, you know, when we're hitting from place to place to place, because then you're not stuck in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to get out of the car. I like to vent on the locals. Hey, this guy, look at this guy. Befriend one or two of the locals. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, get out of there. Next town. It's like being on the road doing gigs. Hey, yeah. hello, out, bang. You know? It's like if doing gigs were fun. Yeah, doing gigs wasn't pressure. You didn't have to, like, you know, deliver. Mm-hmm. But um, we're in there, we're digging around and just working our way up California to that mother load area. Mm-hmm. Check it out on your map, gang. It's, it's to the left of Yosemite. We're uh, in this Yosemite National Park. Yosemite vicinity. adjacent, yes. Over there, and uh, people wear Oakland A's hats, if you're wondering what it's like. People walk around with no masks. They have uh, needlessly loud trucks. Like, even like even in the morning, like 7 in the morning, I go to the mining town by myself, mm-hmm. and just some ass has to blaze by with a 4x4. <laughs> four <by> four, just... <laughs> it's a personality type. And uh, as we discussed, like, with the loud motorcycles, Mm-hmm. They think they're giving the finger to the man, but really they're giving their finger to the to their fellow man. Yes, that was a profound thing you said yesterday in Baku. Thank you. Yeah. Because that's what it is. They go, ah, society, oh, noise. No, you're not getting the man. You're getting the other people that are trying to concentrate on their little toil. And I also love, like, the idea of living in an idyllic landscape of, you know, untouched beauty, and then just sullying it with the... So don't make your impression of the truck louder than the actual truck. <laughs> she had the tab can incident. Uh, at one point, we went to some yard <laughs> Listen, the man. mining town where she had found, like a year ago, a tab can. There's an abandoned house by the cemetery that I took you to that last time I was there, I saw a tab can on the ground. It was clearly had been there since the late 70s or early 80s. It was the old-style tab can. I didn't, Howard was like, why didn't you take it? And I was like, I didn't take it because I wanted to be here next time I come. This thing's been sitting here for 30 years. Pretty sure it's never going to leave. Which was errant logic. I mean, boom. We, it wasn't there. <laughs> we roll up. The damn tab can's not there, man. She's, I got, she's looking for it as if she just dropped her keys. Well, like, where, where's that tab can? Howard's looking at me like I'm fucking insane. Like, you I fabricated are. this tab can. I pull up my phone. I show him a pic of the tab can. Geotagged Columbia, California with the date on it. 
Here's the can, bro. As if the part that I didn't believe was that she ever saw a can there. <laughs> the part I couldn't believe is that you were still looking for it. <laughs> then we go down to another part of the yard, and there actually was a super old can there, but it wasn't tab. It was soda can. Yeah. Then people uh, came walking by with their dog and thought we were the owners of the house, and it was like a dilapidated mess. Yeah. I was like, oh, we look like we live here. <laughs> Well, what a beautiful town, and uh, just fallen trees and huge rocks and... Uh, Moss on the rocks. We look like Led Zeppelin, J.R. Tolkien type of stuff. And mm -hmm. Columbia's got the largest preserved amount of brick buildings from that era. Mm, in so California. I highly recommend it. And uh, there's church people and church thrift stores everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... I can't wait to do it just in another area. Then it started making me think about how much of California I've never even seen. Yeah, yeah. Which I was fine to do for many years. I, I, you know, YouTube, I could have looked at Columbia on YouTube and avoided all the traffic. Mm hmm But then you don't get the grist. So well, I yeah, I mean, you got to want it, man, you know. There you go, got to want it. And also, it's almost like we've traveled through the desert, right? To get to uh, the oasis, you got to uh, drive through the desert. You got to pick up some shirts. You got to pick up some discs. You got to get your hands a little dirty digging around, and then your reward is having unfettered access to a uh, historically preserved uh, mining town. There it is. Right? And, yeah, you fight through that the bumper to bumper, and you get some rewards. Mm -hmm. Not every weekend. Would I would I do that every weekend? No. Every other, probably. <laughs> you know, you, once you get home, it's like Halloween. You go, I got five of those, I got ten of those, I got eight of those. I mean, I had sacks of shit just spilling out on the carpet. I mean, I was just like, it was. it's an overwhelming amount of fat. I mean, look at this fat stack right next to me and stuff. I, can't, I haven't even listed yet. Of course you haven't listed it. Craziness. She comes home and goes right into business mode. I like to let a trip settle before I go back in. <laughs> I like an acclimation period. What just happened? What just happened is you hit your head on the wall behind you. That happened too. Like that. <laughs> so sometimes she goes off topic, gang, but I, mostly she paid attention. Um, she was listening. And... Off topic? I mean, you were trying to shut me down when I was trying to tell people, hey, man, if you go in a dumpster behind because an Ulta, you can find stuff. that's not what the trip stuff. was. It's like, oh, oh how I'm was sorry. your trip to gold country? Me it's like you picked the grimiest, dirtiest thing that we did for a minute and 45 seconds and use it as, like, the lead tail. I didn't know that me trying to find a tab can that I saw a year ago was more interesting or important to the listener on this grip-related podcast. It wasn't, because it didn't come before that. It came way after that. Like, I, I, it came in the meat of the show. <laughs> the overview of the trip is that we were grifting and hustling and banging in and out of stores, then gold country mining during the Bitcoin era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just, oh, I'm a new listener. Let me check out this show. We went to a dumpster behind a CVS in Santa Clarita. People are like, oh, my God. Let me turn on the E-Network. Let me watch the Kardashians something. What are those Doughboys up to? Yeah, no, just let me see something that's not, yeah, Grimstein. 
At least those guys go inside the Wendy's. They're not digging around in the back. <laughs> but anyway, I know you like to keep it punk rock and down and dirty. Yeah, man. Maybe I'll chop your shit and put it in the back. But we had a great time. <laughs> and, uh, Shaking my damn head, We saw man. a lot of spots to do squat melts and comedy crawls. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get Howie to just to, just to consider... Having Summerfest maybe be in historical Columbia. It would never work because nobody would go up there just for that weekend. I mean, you got a whole hotel to yourself, man. You can get a room for $66 a night on the weekend, taxes included, because it's the fucking state park running it, dog. All right, so you run the whole thing. If you can get more than seven people up there, I'll buy an entire Bitcoin. Who's going to go up there for a (laughs) Summerfest? All L.A. people are going to go six... Six hours up there to watch a impromptu stand-up set. Who wouldn't want to? Who wouldn't want to like feel like they own their own gold mining town? We were the only people there, Howard. People, fucking rich people, pay like ten thousand dollars to rent out a place like that. Oh, we're, well, then I'm convinced now. You're right. We'll get a lot of people up there on a specific date for a summer fe- for a summer fest. Yikes. Folks, would you drive up to California's uh, historic See, we'll country to go to summer about, fest? I live close by. I would go. I. It's going to be three people. Also, hey, don't point. I am pointing. I'll point even closer. I'll pu- I'll fucking put this finger in your eye. We got a lot of Pacific Northwest listeners, do we not? This is a happy medium. If they you. ever want to see us, they don't have to come all the way down to Los Angeles. They can just come to the top of California. I I try to do one at the beach. Nobody would go. It's 12 miles away. I try to do one at Santa Clarita. It seemed untenable. That's 35 minutes away. Coming in hot. <laughs> Coming in real hot, man. Did you smoke today or no? No, I ran out of that weed. You gave me this morning, and then I lost both of my COVID masks, so I couldn't go re-up on the week. So, so that, so, okay, a lot has come to light now, man. This is why he's so hot. This is why he's coming in so hot. I'm not coming in that hot. You told a weird, a weirdo story. I don't know. Folks, do you, do you think that's relevant? Send us an email, realforcepod I mean, at gmail.com. that breaks down. There's going to be the people that go, Howard should let her say whatever she wants. (laughs) Howard should believe all women, the woman (laughs) being Megan. I mean, we had cool rooms we didn't talk about. I mean, you hit a code at the front of the hotel and the doors just automatically open. And then we're the only people in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And it's a cool old, like if you watch Deadwood, like they had two, you know, whorehouses in Deadwood. Mm Mm-hmm. This would be like the one of the whorehouses. It wasn't a whorehouse, but it was a hotel. Right. But it had the competing hotel down the way. Mm-hmm. And you could just picture all those characters out there. You really could. And when they ran out of gold, they started mocking buildings down to look underneath. Like you, you could feel that greed happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know when Twain was up there, well, he was in a, he was more by Humboldt. Okay. But, like, you could buy into other people's claims because they're also, like, they don't have any cash. They're cash poor, but they own their, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they'll say to you, for, like, for enough money to buy dinner, I'll give you 10% of my claim. Mm, so everybody, Like a Shark Tank thing. Yeah, so everybody winds up owning a little bit of all these claims. 
And it was so funny because the claims just have names that the guys made up. You know, like the hard hat claim or the, the stonewall claim. Mm-hmm. And you just start going, Tether, Litecoin, Gold Link. I go, we're buying into all this stuff that just has this wacky names that people just thought of. And we're not rich and we're not wealthy, but we feel like we are. We feel like we're going to be. It's the same it's You feel like you're on, you're on the precipice of something. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, for all, for all the, you know, I know, I understand there's been a lot of talk about Bit recently. All right. Which everyone, a lot of people love. Well, shout out to Chester Copperpot. A lot of people love, some people not so much, okay? But I gotta say, the thing about, the great thing about Bit and other digital currencies as opposed to something like gold is that gold was already being mined by the, native peoples who were already living there, right? And then as soon as the white man figured out there was gold there, oh, look, all of a sudden we're going to go to fucking war with Mexico and we're going to fucking take California, right? Right. Okay. So the thing about digital currency, there's no, like, precedent beforehand that, like, this is us corrupting something or stealing something that was already owned by the people that naturally settled on the land great point that was my point and so you're saying that anyone who holds gold right now who's listening should dump that stuff with that dirty business behind it and buy some satoshi some some bit that's not exactly what i'm saying but uh i no, could I see i could see how somebody could uh extract that extracting is just exactly what we're talking about mining wealth and extracting <laughs> Speaking of extracting, we extracted a few new Patreons. Let's give a fat shout-out to O&A. O&A, what's up? What O&A about? is like uh, O&A, M&M, O&A. O&A, O&A, here we go, here we go, here we go. Adam G. Adam G, what's up? My name's Adam G, could be one of the beasties. Uh, Robert Enslow. Robert Enslow, that sounds like a guy who would have a... Uh, Apothecary up there in Colombia. Mm-hmm. He sounds like the kind of guy that's got like a nugget in his pocket right now. Mm-hmm. And Chris Sharp. Chris Sharp. He's uh, a card sharp. <laughs> and how about this? You know, we always like Welcome, to give. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, all you guys. We love to get fat shout outs to our pledge uppers. You're going to love this. Deep Cove Dave. Fucking guy. Went up to 25. Woo! Deep Cove. Sent a letter. Hang on. We already know a lot of great things about this guy. He's generous. He's paying it forward. Mm-hmm. And Deep Cove Dave means beach, summer, have a summer. Doesn't want to go inland for summer fest. If he's going to travel, it's going to be to the coast. <laughs> where the real mother load is. Mother. Ocean. Deep Cove Dave sent a letter, said, Dear Master Megan and H. Michael Crypto. Today I sold an old computer monitor monitor on Jillist for fifty dollars. The list. As soon as the transaction was complete, I popped on episode four, Griff's Gone Wild, to get some inspiration for my next money move. You announced that Graham Clark had upped his pledge to twenty-five dollars. I'm ninety-nine percent sure this pledge upper is fellow Vancouverite and co-host of Stop Podcasting Yourself, as Graham mentioned listening to Griff Course on a recent episode. With that in mind, I can think of no better way to spend my newly acquired fifty dollars in Jillist coin to support two of my favorite podcasts. I have matched Graham's Patreon pledge for the month and have made a donation to Maximum Fun, the network that hosts Stop Podcasting Yourself. 
united in grip. Whoa. So isn't that nice? Hell yeah. Last week, we had Graham Clark give a fat up. And then, Deep Cove Dave, he's wheeling, he's dealing on the list. He decides to match that shit. I love that. Thank you so much, matchers. And uh, two weeks in a row there. And just uh, generous grifters coming out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they live great lives. They're highly educated and make great money. I get fascinated with grips, and I think that's certainly a segment of the show. First of all, we went on that first mini road trip out to uh, El Monte, mm -hmm. and we used Goof Off to get the stuff off those DVDs, and they're flipping like crazy. Menus are going, and... Uh, Actually, that is a good a good side point. How, you know... Howard was uh, a little concerned that the marker on his DVDs was going to lessen the resellability to them. We did this on uh, Kiss My Grits. Did we talk? Did we actually talk about how it worked, though? Oh no, good point. This is the follow-up. This is the follow-up. Yeah. I give you the master. <laughs> Howard was concerned that he wouldn't be able to remove some of the sharpie from his discs. I'm like, you just got to use goof off, bro. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, watch, pour a little goof off. Onto a little, uh, you know, a piece of cotton. Just rubs off. It just rubs off like a memory. Just rub one out. Yeah, just rubbed one out. Looks like it never happened. And then people have already bought some of those, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're getting a good... It's not like a refinishing. Sometimes there'll be like stuff on there like, these aren't refinished discs. What does that mean? If somebody puts them in like a sand blaster and just like sands off stuff. Why, I don't know. Why would... Why? Like they, they could... I don't know, maybe that's how they get it off, that graffiti. Hmm. But they don't have the master's trick with the goof off. But, you know, the the details from a trip like this, they come out over months. You can't just do a whole, you know what I mean? It all went down yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, like, you Let know, it we'll, digest. we'll remember different things. Let it digest. Let it digest. What do you got to tell me, Howard? I need more of a how-to for that movies everywhere thing. I still don't get it. They're saying they use an incognito window, but you still have to join up. I just need, if the listener who sent us that could just give me a little bit more of the details. I feel like it was like a TikTok. I got enough just to not know how to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sure it's not their fault. It's mine. But I, all I can see to do on there is join it. I don't know how to get around joining it. Once I join it, I enter in a code. They're going to just go, yeah, that's your movie now. You can watch it. I want to know. If the code has been used before. And for clarification, what Howard is talking about is DVDs that come with digital version of the movie that you can also flip on Reddit. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to Steve Marsh, Alex B., Dave Barrera, Giuseppe, Melissa, D. Rodriguez, Cynthia and Talia. Talia, we haven't got that letter yet. <laughs> it's Talia or Talia. Place I, bets on that. I think it's Talia, man. I think I've I've never heard of Talia. Have you heard of Talia? Talia? Yeah. I think so. Are you just you trying? Are you just gaslighting me right now? I've heard of Malia. I've been looking at Obama's daughter. So why wouldn't there be a Talia? Good okay. Boom, good bam. Wow. Oh, Call the body slam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had a great time to go down to get coffee. There's a woman there in the morning. She sits in the uh, little office there. 
Mm-hmm. And then you just got to get her to make the coffee. And then the coffee cup is too tall for her to pass under the little lucite thing that she has. Uh-huh. So you got to, like, walk around and then meet her by the door. <laughs> it's like, why wouldn't you guys just, like, Bezos will give you a coffee maker for 12 bucks. Just stick it on a table in that parlor. Right, right. That would, logic would dictate that would make the most sense. Yeah. However, I mean, you know, that also, that helps, uh, it helps push the old school vibe. Right? Yeah, it's, sorry. Back in the, back in the West, there wasn't a coffee maker. True, there also wasn't a digital code that you pressed there on the front of the building. There absolutely wasn't a digital <laughs> code that opened the door. But it was cool, there was like a chicken coop. There was a guy who had a store in town. And he used to have a chicken coop in the back, and he would sell eggs. And uh, they still have the, they have a hen. You know, there's a bunch of hens there's in there. There's a hen there. house. And there's a rooster who guards it, and uh, we're taking pictures of him. And <laughs> he's getting real territorial. <laughs> he, he would, like, we'd come near him, and he'd pick up one leg and just stand on one leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a whole experience. And uh, where you go thrifting and grifting and may not have, uh, you know, historical significance like that, but you could certainly, you know, enjoy the landscape, you know, unless you're in like uh, the Slipknot country in Iowa where there's not a lot to look at. Mm-hmm. There is good thrifting. There you go. I'll tell you that. But that's another, you know, the thing too is like when you're, I mean, I understand that, you know, when you're out to get out of town and you're out to, you know, just sort of chill, you don't, you know, you're in vacation mode, right? What if? You did a little bit of both. A little bit of work, a little bit of fun, okay? Yep. By going by by going to the thrift stores on the way up and the way back, you pretty much paid for the whole trip at the end of the day. There you go. Trip's paid for. Yeah. Mine's probably not. Mine could be totally paid for, but it's very much most of it paid for. Even if it's not totally paid for, it's somewhat paid for. You know what I mean? It's like you're not just shitting all this money. For right. a couple of days of fun, you're also getting a little yes. on the back end. Paid vacation, paid way to see your area. And then uh, as we were w- walking through the woods, Megan spotted a big mushroom patch. Mm-hmm. There were these giant patch of mushrooms there, which could have been a bonus if it turned out they were the kind that we could eat for uh, enlightenment. It did turn out that it was the kind that would have given us the runs. However, if you have an enemy... There you go. You know, free runs. Up some of that mushroom powder. Like if you were trying to get rid of a guy who had a rival claim, mm-hmm. you take some of that mushroom. I mean, who knows? That could easily have happened. Could easily have went down that way. Mm-hmm. You club a guy over the head, stab him. What have you got to do? Shrooms, shroom tipped blade. However, <laughs> it works. And we made our way through the country. Look at that, I got to the middle of town, and what did it say? Johnson's Livery, or Livery, however you say that. Mm-hmm. Horses bought, sold, and traded. Kaboom. Horse. <laughs> we saw cows, horses, squirrels, nothing more exotic than that. Uh, there was one bird that flew at the windshield for a second, it might have been a hawk. Mm-hmm. And um, just a gorgeous area, check it out, there's a lakes there. Wherever there's lakes, there's life. People build a house around it, call it a town. I mean, a lake is a body of water if you're looking for a place to do anything. Exactly. <clears throat> and uh, just so much, so much fun to see everything out there. 
Did I tell you about the guy in San Antonio with the historical museum? No. I sold two menus from San Antonio. Yeah. And a guy wrote me to say, these are going to go into a, a historical exhibit about San Antonio. The guy's like saving everything from old San Antonio. So, so with, Wow, Grift Horse truly gives back. There you go. And, uh, you know, it's cool to be, because like I'm into that history and stuff like that. So it was cool to see. Listeners of the show, when I first started getting into going to get stuff, it was right after Maisel. I go, Megan, I went and spent $5 on a box from uh, Craigslist. You're like, I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with paying them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you got to pay me to take your garbage, man. And, and then the next week I went to North Hollywood and gave a guy like, oh, 16 bucks for all his games and nerfs and stuff. Mm -hmm. That thing sat and sat and sat, and then a boom, it moves. It, it sits before it splits, but... Gang, I mean, this thing had been listed over six months easily, so don't give up. It's a long con, man. A Everything's long con. a long con. Your new obsession, the bit, it's a long con, dude. It's dipping right now. You got hope for the future, all right? There you go. It's I got... on sale. Buy it. <laughs> you know. Let's tell about the... We went to one thrift store, was it Merced or Madeira, mm -hmm. where the guy, you get up to the front and you go, oh, just give me like a dime for that. And he goes, you know what, just take it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, man, we got to give you something. And I like, I feel like, oh, here's 50 cents or something. The guy was just literally giving stuff away. Yeah, he, he didn't care. And he was talking to us some broad while we were walking around. And he's like, yeah, she's like, when are you, you going to close? What, what time are you going to close? He's like, I don't know, noon or something. I might just go home, go back to bed. Yeah, I mean, that's where you want to go. That's true freedom. Yeah, that's freedom, and that's where you want to go and find deals. Got my, I got that Archie Bunker mug. Yeah. Archie Bunker for President mug. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I put it up there with a couple shirts. I think he charged me like a dollar. Yeah, go. And I was like, does that include the mug? He's like, I didn't even see the mug. You just take it. Just take it. Okay, all right, boy. And that wasn't female privilege. I He gave me stuff, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a real gregarious dude. Shout out to the dude that works in the St. Vinnie de Paul in Madera, California. Shout out. And you know... Fat so, shout out. And I'll tell you, if you if you pick up a copy of Austin Stories um, DVD, mm -hmm. season one... Where would I where would I do that, by the way? I'd go over to haveasummer.com slash shop. Okay. Click on... Uh, you'll find the link. So, um, season one, episode one, scene one... <laughs> I'm inside a Vincent DePaul thrift store on Congress in Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. 512, and um, I'm teaching Chip and Laura how to switch prices at a thrift store. And so it just all comes full it circle. All, I mean, Comedy and commerce, mixing the two together. Everything's connected. Everything we go do as a grift, we can talk about on the show. Mm -hmm. The show, we get more ideas about how to do grifts. It's like a fire or some type of combustible event. It's like a, uh, it's like an ecosystem. There it's like a self-sustaining ecosystem. Yeah. Speaking of flips of the week and yeah. self-sustaining ecosystems, I popped off a DVD, Girls Gone Wild, doggy style, hosted by Snoop Dogg. Popped off, get a, get a bite, somebody buys it. Not going to say his whole name because he also requested I not send it to him. He said, under no circumstances should you send this to me. But listener of the pod, Jeremiah, bought doggy style, 
said, I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's like, either give it to Howard or just, you could, oh, you could double flip it. First time I heard that. I heard, this is the third time I heard the story. First time she <laughs> let that detail slip. Just give it to Howard. Do you want it? You want to flip it again, don't you? I do want to flip it again. So that's me giving you, that's me giving you 30. So I get double third. She just some. She has a way of responding that's not a response, but it takes, it holds. It's in the same rhythm as a response. <laughs> so if it's supposed to confuse my brain into thinking she responded, I don't know. We'll work it out. But uh, no, just take it. You were great. You did all the driving. I did. And uh, that was. That was you did what? a great job. What? Yeah. Oh. No critiques. I don't have any, I have one, I mean, one or okay. two tweaks. I wouldn't say critiques. No, hey, yeah, let's go. Oh, you want to hear them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, when you're darting in and out of traffic. Frogging. Froggy. Froggying. Froggering. Excuse me. I call it froggering. Which, which I, that's part of my tweak, I guess. Too, I do too much froggering. Well, no, you did, you did, I would say 90% of your foggering is top notch great. Mm -hmm. Once it slows down to a red and everybody's going two miles an hour, I think a lot of that foggering is, you know, I don't know where it is. I, really I mean, gets I, under you. I understand that it's completely futile. Futile? Uh, <laughs> I understand that it's completely futile. Futile. However, it gives me the illusion of agency. Yeah, if I'm going back and forth, I kind yeah, of feel you, like that. When you don't have a passenger, I, I go with all that. When you got a passenger, you know, maybe take some CPUs out of driving right up into the truck in front of us, put that into conversation or something. Okay. That's interesting because at the time you weren't giving me a lot of conversational. Yeah, because I'm dealing with the jostling, <clears throat> you know. But here's, here's my tweet. The problem with the Frogger analogy is Frogger is a game of crossing a street of moving traffic. Mm -hmm. So you're basically moving through a field of traffic in a perpendicular way. Mm -hmm. Like that famous scene in Bowfinger, where they're running across traffic. The thing with, when you're driving, you're not going across the field of traffic. You're in the flow of traffic. So to me, it's more the concept that I would just add into the great things you were doing out there okay. is the slipstream. The slipstream is the idea that you're moving forward in a field of energy that has obstacles and stuff. So it becomes more of a smooth, moving, flowing thing mm -hmm. as opposed to Frogger, which I was good at and played at the arcade, which is uh, you go forward or you can go left or you can dart. You go back, but you're not a driver in that Frogger analogy. You are, you, you, you're a frog in Frogger. Yeah. For starters. Yeah. So she did it again there, guys. It, it sounded like a response. But we don't know if she'll add that into her game. Gang, I'll be doing the podcast solo from here to the end. <laughs> um, I'm going to direct my comments to this wall over here. Okay. If you have any questions, comments, 
Please let us know how everything's tasting right here at GripTorsePod at gmail.com. Nice. Excellent, dude. And um, pick up a sub stack. Megan's shooting those hop off the press every week. <laughs> pick up an Austin Stories DVD. Pick up a COVID mask. And we're going to have a lot of hot letters for you. You got to understand, we just got off the road last night. Yeah. And we are we are recording a day later than we usually do. Yeah, we're roadlogged. And we're a little roadlogged. So, and you know. <laughs> yeah, we we just we were just uh, you know, hitting our thunder stick while we were jamming a Kano. Shout out to Kaylee up in my Saskatoon. And we got to, you know, we got to decompress a little bit. Yeah, we got new Patreons behind the paywall going to be listening to it for the first time. Fat shout out to ONA. Adam G, Robert Enslow, Chris Sharp, and Pledge Upper, Deep Cove Dave. Deep Cove Dave. And good luck with the Pokemon cereal boxes. We want to find out. Did any of you find one? Let us know. And we will see you right here next week on Gripped Horse. Horse.